Welcome to the Touring Plans Podcast. Welcome to the Touring Plans Podcast. I'm Angela Dahlgren, here with my co-host, Brian McNichols. Hello. If Brian sounds a little weird today, he's having some audio issues. I I know, guys, it's normally me, but today it's (laughs) Brian, so that's what's going on today. I am so excited for the guest that we have on. This is someone that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a very long time, and I've been really nervous to ask him, but I finally, actually, as fate would have it, I was in St. Louis, and who would walk into the restaurant I was in but Mike Rahman from the Be Our Guest podcast, and we got to chatting, and I asked him if he would be on the podcast today, and he said yes, so welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me, and if I sound weird today, it's because I'm friends with Ricky Niblett, so there you go. <laughs> I know. We all, we all have reasons to, to be able to. I think your sound today, sounds the best out of the three of us. Which... <laughs> I know. You sound like a radio host. It's amazing. Amazing what happens when your dad's a NFL radio engineer. <laughs> Things can sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Yes. But we're, like I said, so excited to have you on the show. This, I'm not lying when I say like months I've wanted to ask you, but I was very nervous. So yes, it worked out really nice. But uh, last episode, we talked about the past, present, and future of Disney's Hollywood Studios with Frank Cardillo of the Dillo's Diz podcast. So you can check that out after this. And today with Mike, we are going to talk about our favorite resorts on Walt Disney World property. We're going to talk about our favorite values, moderates, deluxe, and if we have time, our favorite Disney Vacation Club properties. So before we do that, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I obviously host the Be Our Guest podcast with Ricky Niblett and Pam Forrester, and we have three shows a week. So uh, we talk about, uh, we have trip reports on Mondays, listener questions on Wednesdays, and Fridays is kind of a, uh, just a topical conversation. For example, the last show I got to talk about, speaking of resorts, I talked about my stay at the B Resort and Spa, which is a Disney Springs hotel, and how I felt kind of like a second-class citizen because I'm used to being on site <laughs> in the bubble, and it was rough, man, walking down the street and you know being across from Perkins and stuff like that. It was just it was tough. So, but we have a lot of fun with that, and uh, just you know I'm a huge fan of the Disney podcast. Love what you guys do, and just uh, you know I consume a lot of podcasts because I'm a runner, so I'm out on the roads a lot, and mm-hmm. it's just fun to get different perspectives on our favorite place. Now, how long have you had your podcast for? Because I, I swear I've been listening to you for at least five or six years. Yeah, it's been over 11 years that we've been doing the show now. So we're we're approaching oh. in the next few weeks, uh, episode 1500. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was for sure listening to you before I started working for Touring Plans and it'll be five years next month. So yeah, it's been a long time. Wow. Yep, it was uh, March of 2008 when uh, my daughter was born in uh, January of 2008. So I needed a way to get away from the uh, the crying of the baby. So I escaped downstairs <laughs> and, and started a podcast over spring break that year. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very cool. Wow. My daughter was also born in 2008. There you go. And now they now they think they're 21 and uh, know everything. That's how it goes, doesn't it? Us, us <laughs> girls, always telling the dads what to do. Totally, uh, I few of them. <laughs> all right, well, let's get started. And all the resorts that we talk about today, we have pictures and information all on the touringplans.com website. So anything we talk about, you can find information there. So let's get started with our favorite value resort. Mike, I'm going to let you begin. Oh, that's so kind of you because in the value category, there's not a lot of choices. I mean, you're either an all-star fan or you're a uh, art of animation or pop century. So I'm going to take 
the one that I've liked the most for sentimental reasons and it's pop century. It's also practical reasons. Um, I really enjoy the theme of pop century. Um, I'm in my mid forties now. I'm kind of an old man of the, the Disney podcast, uh, cause you know, community now it's like scary because everybody <laughs> else is so much younger. Where'd Scopa go? He kind of balanced it out for me. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I will say pop century. It's just a, it's a cool, uh, resort because it's, it's really for multiple generations, but it's got, you know, the seventies and eighties nods, which I remember growing up with a lot of those things in the house, the CB radios, the Rubik's cube, uh, Pac-Man and stuff like that. The rooms have been recently refurbished and they just nailed that. They made it efficient. They made them clean. They made them uh, just, just great for the, for the busy family. And I'm a family of four. So that really helps is a runner. It's a great place to run running around hourglass Lake between uh, pop century and art of animation sunrise in the morning. It's beautiful. Of course, the uh, Skyliner will be there here soon. So it'll have an extra transportation mode besides the buses, which the buses are very efficient and one of the best food courts on property. So when you think about it, if you're thinking about all the major factors for a, a resort today, I think Pop Century really checks the boxes and it's a pretty decent rate most of the time too. Yeah, I had a friend and she grew up going to Disney with her family and they were religious about staying at Pop Century and I could never really figure out why, but then she walked me through the property and it's very lively and I really enjoyed the themes and, and I really got it after that. Brian, what would you say is your favorite value? I might have taken Pop Century normally, but just for to, to mix it up a little bit, I will say it's it's sister across the Hourglass Lake in Art of Animation. It's only kind of a value because the only real value priced rooms are the Little Mermaid rooms that are kind of in the furthest flung mm-hmm. buildings, but it still counts. The other three sections of the resort are the the suites. So it's basically two rooms kind of together that are, are very nice, but they are also priced mm-hmm. much, much higher than what you would expect for a value room. But I have stayed in the, in the Little Mermaid rooms and they're very nice. They are actually pretty heavily themed, especially for a value resort or any Disney resort. Now they're kind of taking a lot of the character theming out of it, but much like Pop Century, it shares that Skyliner station. So that is going to be a big advantage once the Skyliner opens, uh, you know, at some point this summer or fall. The uh, also like Pop Century, the food court at Art of Animation is fantastic. So um, I, I think I'm going to go with that one. They are actually very, very similar. I mean, they were they were initially built to be sister resorts, and uh, and then they kind of stopped building what would have been Pop Century the legendary years, and it sat empty for a long time. And then they they rebuilt it kind of as Art of Animation. So the layout is the same. The pools, you know, are in kind of the same place, and that's not not an accident. But uh, they are pretty similar resorts, which with different themes. I one of my favorite things of Art Art of Animation is walking around the grounds and seeing the theming at the other sections. The cars, the Lion King especially, are, are really, really cool and much more elaborate mm-hmm. than the themes at the other value resorts. Yeah, that was something about it that really kind of blew me away when I walked through the resort, is you almost feel like you're in the parks, you know, especially that cars area. That was just astounding to me. So neat. It's the newest value resort having opened in 2012, and I believe the rooms are slightly larger than the other value resorts at, I think I wrote down, 277 square feet. And those family suites that Brian mentioned accommodate up to six guests and have two bathrooms, but that doesn't mean like two showers and two toilets, does it? I haven't been inside one, so I don't know for sure. 
Do either of you? Um, I, Mike, have you been in, in those? Before? I have. We haven't stayed in them because, you know, we're a family of four and I'm kind of tight. So I don't uh, go to the family. I do that, you know, personally, but I have been in them and I want to say they have two full bathrooms because what they wow. do like, when they took the shell of the resort, like you mentioned, Brian, you know, Pop Century was built in two halves and they didn't finish the second after 9-11 was that they just basically took two rooms and kind of modified them into a family suite. So I think they do have two full bathrooms, but don't. I, I think they do as well. So, I, yeah. Yeah. And they are more expensive, but it's a good way if you have a bigger family to keep them together without having to worry about getting another room or, you know, going over to a villa. And yeah, I chose that just really because of those reasons. And also I, I haven't looked too much into Pop Century. I haven't visited it more than that brief tour that I took, but I would definitely like to stay. I would like to stay at Pop Century at some point, and I will be staying at Art of Animation in the fall. So stay tuned for a review of that. Yeah, that was actually a question I, w- I wanted to ask. Mike, have you stayed in all of the Disney resorts? Just yeah. about. There's a couple that I haven't made yet. I haven't said the contemporary. Me either. That's one of mine. And my daughter keeps asking me, you know, because like we've stayed at Beach, Yacht, Boardwalk. Uh, I've stayed at the Polynesian for one night before a cruise one time. Grand Floridian, and I was there, but it was it was a media event, so I would not be able to afford to stay there except for that was uh, where they put us up. But um, my daughter, you know, it's like both my daughters have kind of this uh, this highbrow taste. You know, they want to stay at all the nice places. <laughs> and I'm a pop century guy, but we try to make it happen with like split stays. But yeah, most places, and uh, I think that's kind of a great thing to talk about in a resort uh, episode is that. You know, if you're looking at trying to explore different Walt Disney World resorts, you know, and you're kind of uh, on a budget as all of us are, you know, maybe think about doing three nights at a pop century, then closing out with a beach club for like one night at the end. It gives you something to look forward to, gives you experience, and it's really fun that way. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to point out for people because there are ways to make it work. Like you said, it's doing that split stay. Yeah, it, for me, I it's the, the doing research for touring plans has basically allowed me to stay in most of them now there's a few that i haven't yet but if it was just me paying for my family we would have stayed in two resorts basically i think um but yeah i think the ones i'm missing are contemporary boardwalk and saratoga springs i think are the only three i'm missing now yeah i've been to i've been to saratoga only in a we stayed in a treehouse with a bunch of us we had <gasps> oh how was that house. i did do that actually that's right i forget that's part of saratoga technically <laughs> Time because I don't feel like I've stayed in Saratoga proper, but I mean, I can say yes, I can put a check mark next to Saratoga because of the tree houses. But yeah, we did that back in 2010 where my co host Pam she rented out a three bedroom, asked me if we want to stay there. And we we had a live podcast event and we had so many people show up, we were scared <laughs> to death because we just started the show like you know 18 months prior. We thought nobody listened, nobody cares. We put it out there, come by the tree house, we're gonna have s'mores for everybody, we're gonna have cake, we got a big sheet cake, we're gonna have sodas. You know, just just get over on your tree. It was like oh my September, October, during one of the race weekends. It was a Tower of Terror 10K or 10 miler. And all of a sudden we had like 80 or 85 people, like the guard from the guard shack came down, like, what's going on? But they never kicked us out. But I mean, we had people <laughs> on the deck down. We had a guy oh making s'mores down the barbecue pit, people everywhere. But it was, we were broadcasting live from the living room. It was awesome. But I'm, I'm shocked that I still get to go back. <laughs> well, how fun. I mean, so many people would never have seen the inside of a treehouse had you not done that. I've never been inside one. So I definitely want to do that at some point. I have stayed at Saratoga I think two times, but not a treehouse. So that's something on the list. And there's quite a few resorts that I've not done yet. I've done two of the All Stars. 
not a lot of the moderates and several of the deluxe resorts. From what my dad does for a job, he goes to meetings and they cover the resort. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I've done several of the deluxe ones growing up. So let's move on to moderates though. Yeah, mo- moderate is, moder- as I say, moderate's my, my category. That's the one that, that my family tends to like the most. That's so cool. I've been in all of the moderates many times. The moderates to me are where it's at. I mean, you get a really good bang for your buck. I mean, I don't think you always need to go deluxe. I think that's for special times, but yeah, those moderates, they give you so much more in the values. And a lot of times it's not that much more in your price. Well, that's exactly yeah. where I was going with that, Mike. I mean, when people ask me, you know, where should I stay on Disney property? I said, you know, if, if you can spare it, I would really choose a moderate because you do get so much more. And Brian, since you're a fan of them, you know, as we all are, why don't you start and say what your favorite is first? Port Orleans French Quarter. One of the questions I get the most is what is my favorite resort? And uh, I have two answers. One is is if someone else is paying for it. And one is if I'm paying for it. And if I'm paying for it, the answer is Port Orleans French Quarter. <laughs> I love the, the resort. It is the smallest of the moderates by by quite a lot so it feels much more compacted mm-hmm. i enjoy the the theming it's kind of a new orleans you know cleaned up new orleans if, for those who, who don't know so it has all the wrought iron railings and the cobblestone streets and they play jazz music as the background music there and yeah port orleans french Quarter. for those who don't know is is kind of a kind of cleaned up new orleans so it is cobblestone streets wrought iron railings they have you know street signs that are, are very punny the food court it's not quite as in your face as it used to be, but there are still some like Mardi Gras masks and things. You can get beignets for breakfast there is, is one thing I do a little too much on vacation. The pool is nice, centrally located. When you bump up to moderate, one of the things that my kids very much enjoy is that you get a water slide in the pool. So the water slide there looks kind of like a sea serpent with, I don't think it's technically King Triton, but it looks like I'm riding the sea serpent and you, and the slide is actually its tongue. So that's very fun. You can get the boat from there to Disney Springs. It is a kind of a shared resort with Port Orleans Riverside. So you can actually go over to Port Orleans Riverside and use the facilities and the pool and everything there. Disney does allow that, although it's it's a little bit of a hike. But just the size, I think, is is more than anything. It's only one bus stop. So you don't have to go through multiple bus stops like the other resorts. It's it's I love it. I love Port Orleans French Quarter. It's probably the one I've stayed at the most. I mean, it's my favorite too. And I was going to say, I was going to have something to add, but Brian pretty much listed it all. I know it was. That's why when you let me go first, I was like, yeah, I get to pick French Quarter. No, no, really. I mean, it's... <laughs> I know this isn't technically a draft, but still. I know. Gosh, what's my next pick? No, it, it, I guess my second would be Port Orleans Riverside because it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just a stunning campus. It's nice to walk around. It does feel quiet early in the morning, but with French Quarter just being smaller, still having that jazzy theme that you can listen to as you stroll along the walking paths to your room. It's just so pretty, pretty landscape, fun pool, manageable size. Yeah, I really can't say enough good things about it. What about you, Mike? And the beignets. Did you mention the beignets? Oh my gosh, the beignets. (laughs) The second time I went here, I was pregnant with my daughter and I probably had beignets every single day. Oh, my God. I definitely so do bad. that, yeah. And I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Doesn't even matter. I'm so good. I'm like a pregnant woman, but, yeah. I'm smiling talking about it right now. That's how much I love the beignets. <laughs> my plan always was I, I'm a very early riser, so I would get up at you know 5 or 5.30 in the morning. 
and I'd kind of wander around Port Orleans in the dark, basically. And the bakery there—I don't know if it's still this is it's still the same—but it, it used to be that the bakery opened at 6 a.m. and the rest of the food court opened at 7. So that meant that you couldn't get breakfast until 7, but you could get beignets at 6. So as soon as it hit 6, I would wander in there and tell the very sleepy cast members that I wanted beignets and go sit outside somewhere in, in the dark in French Quarter and eat my beignets every morning. It was uh, It's good. Brian already has his bib on, just like waiting in line. That's, that's how you do vacation, though. I mean, you know, seriously, I mean, when I go there, I'm an early riser as well, and I'll grab a beignet, and I get they have a really killer breakfast, like a biscuit sandwich with chicken and like this maple syrup uh, kind of stuff on top. Oh, man. Like I've seen that. It's so good. And then, like you said, Brian, you head out and you watch the Sasagula River right at sunrise. It's flat. Yeah. There's no boats on it yet. I mean, it's flat like glass. I mean, it's just, it's like a postcard. It's just so pretty. Now that I'm thinking about it, I want to go back. It just sounds so nice. We can move on. Mike, what's your favorite moderate resort? So for, for years, mine was Riverside. And I just, the same thing, you know, shared resort. You can use the pools on both sides. You guys mentioned everything, really. And I enjoy those, those yeah. mansions. And also, Alligator Bayou at, at Riverside because it's so rustic and it feels like no place around here in Missouri. But I will say my new uh, favorite in the moderate category over the last couple of years, Coronado Springs. And this was one of the last resorts that I, on my own, took a chance to go explore because it was, it still is, and it's labeled an Animal Kingdom area resort, which I mm-hmm. thought, well, Animal Kingdom's kind of out there, and yeah, seems so the action. But you know what? If you think about where Coronado is, it's right there at the corner of World Drive and Buena Vista. Uh, yeah. Well, it's the same road that, yeah, but the, the Boardwalk area resorts are on. So you're really you're right you're right across from. Uh, Hollywood Studios. And if you're close to Hollywood Studios, you're close to Epcot. You're down World Drive from Magic Kingdom, not very far. Yeah. And it's an Animal Kingdom resort. So really, it's one of the most centrally located resorts on property. It's just that I had this perception in my mind that it was kind of off to itself. But it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of construction going on there. You have the Grand Casino Tower opening up in July. That's going to add a lot mm-hmm. to it. But even before that, the rooms are really nice. Three distinct areas with the, um, you know, they got the casitas, the ranchos, and the cabanas. Now you're going to have the tower, and you got a great pool in the dig site with a nice kind of outside uh, pool bar and a siesta bar with frozen drinks, some hot appetizers like empanadas and so forth. Great place again to run in the morning paths throughout the resort. Now they're going to have uh, the, the little. It's kind of going to be like a geyser point out in the middle of the lagoon, so it's going to be sweet. I think it's about three bridges. Yeah, it's easier to get around now because you can cut like across the you know the lagoon instead of having to go around it. And uh, it's it's got really good sit down. Or you know, my grill is one of my favorite all time restaurants. I know it's not high on everybody's list. I love it. You have a really kind of a step up in a food court in uh, El Mercado del Coronado, which used to be called Pepper Market. Kind of really a, a great option. You got Cafe Ricks. It's got a lot going on. It's a convention hotel. Some people won't stay there for that reason because you see people there, you know, in business attire. They're attending conventions. Sometimes there's, you know, kids' conventions. I know when we were there last time, my daughter was cheerleading. The dancers were dancing at Coronado. So you saw lots of teenage girl dancers. But I mean, you're on vacation. Don't let that stuff bother you. You know, it's it's got great amenities. The rooms have recently been refurbished. They hit hit a home run on those rooms as well. And uh, just a lot of reasons to like Coronado, I think. When I feel like you stayed there for one of your, was I think maybe a run Disney event or something, and you were posting the breakfast that you were eating 
And they all looked so delicious. That's why I run. You know, I run so I can eat awesome breakfast. Oh my gosh! Every every time you posted something from there, I got hungry. Oh my gosh! So the food—I mean, the food looked good too at the resort. Yeah, it is a great place to for run run Disney events. I like it because you know, like I said, you're centrally located, especially for the races that go out of Epcot. If you don't pay the yeah. money for you know one of the Epcot Air Resorts, you're almost as close. The bus gets you over to the parking lot at Epcot very quickly. And like I said, the rooms are great. El Marcado del Coronado has some solid choice, especially if you're looking for something that's a lot of the hotels will have, you know, sweets for breakfast, but they have a lot of good like protein based uh, breakfast if you need them. And uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my jam. And I guess I'll take this opportunity to say that if you're not following Mike on social media, which I'm sure a lot of you are, if not most of you, you definitely should because he posts a lot when he's at the parks and in general. And I guess, are you, are you be our guest Mike on all social media? Yeah, that's it on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, and I'm heading down for, uh, we're, we're going down on June 25th and uh, heading out on the Disney Dream. So can't wait for that. Yeah, so definitely follow him if you are not already. Do we have any honorable mentions? I guess Riverside was kind of that for us. I was going to say uh, Caribbean Beach is kind of the only one we didn't mention, unless you want to talk about the Fort Wilderness cabins, which I think are technically a moderate still. I will say, you know, Caribbean Beach is, it's kind of the uh, the hidden secret, the kind of hidden star here, because I think if we did this show a year from now, this may be the number one resort for some people because it's going to have the Skyliner, it's going to have... Uh, new rooms. Mm-hmm. It's got new restaurants, which I haven't really had the chance to explore quite yet. But I think that uh, this one, it's it's been kind of uh, under wraps here for a couple of years now. But I think a year from now, this is going to be one that people are really itching to, to stay there. Yeah. And this is where I feel I can't really add to because I've stayed at the Port Orleans resorts, but I haven't stayed at any other moderates. And since I recommend them so much, I really need to go and do my, my field research. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's my like 2019 2020 goals is to stay at more moderate resorts i was very pleasantly surprised by coronado springs when i stayed there my only complaint really was that it took a very long time to walk all the way around the lagoon but yeah like you said mike they've uh, fixed that a lot with adding the the three bridges so i'm excited to stay there again caribbean beach was always the one that I recommended last, mostly because for some unknown reason, they still had double beds in the room, like the the double-sized beds in the room instead Mm -hmm. of queen-sized beds, which I I just never understood why they would have smaller beds than the other moderates, but they have fixed that in recent uh, refurbishments. So, And the new room, I've stayed in one of the new rooms there, and they're very nice. So, yeah, I I agree. I think with the new Centertown Market, and the Skyliner Station, I think Caribbean Beach, it's already, it was, it's always been a beautiful resort. It's just been kind of everything else that's been letting it down and they've been fixing everything else. So I think that is going to be much, much nicer next year. Yeah. With the beauty, I've always said it's kind of like a Polynesian light, you know, as far yeah. as theming, you know, it really does give you that tropical vibe throughout the resort. Yeah. I would definitely like, definitely like to stay at Caribbean Beach. And, you know, the reason I haven't stayed at Coronado or Caribbean Beach is because I've heard that busing is a little harder. Either you have to walk really far or the buses fill up or it's just a lot of... Caribbean Beach, that's a problem because they have... they Well, they used to have, I think, seven bus stops and I think they're down to six now. Okay. And especially during the construction of the Riviera Resort, which is the DVC hotel that's being built where Barbados used to Mm -hmm. be, the bus routes have been real wacky. 
So the bus has been a problem there. It sometimes will take you 20 minutes to get out of Caribbean Beach on the bus because there are so many stops. That is definitely a downside. But like I said, they've eliminated one of the stops and the route will be a little bit different. So, And with the Skyliner taking some of the people away from that, I think that will get better. Yeah. Coronado Springs has four bus stops like Bordeaux Riverside does. So it's a little bit more convoluted than French Quarter is, but it's it's not too bad. Okay. I also take the bus a lot when I'm there. so <laughs> No, we do too. We did Uber a little more last time because we had a lot to do when I was there in April. But normally it's, it's just exclusively bus transportation unless there's a boat nearby. Same. I'm, I'm on the buses a lot. And I don't mind, especially after staying offsite. I love yeah. the buses. Please give me a bus. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For you having did now, did you drive in then yourself? Did you rent a car? No, we took Uber from the airport and Uber exclusively throughout the trip and Uber back. I mean, I personally uh, kept Uber <laughs> in business for a good solid five days. in Florida. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, they are really convenient though, yeah. I will say, and how f- much faster you get to where you need to go. I mean, I see why people just use it exclusively even if they're staying on Disney property, because it is so much quicker. And I didn't have my kids with me either, so I didn't have to worry about car seats. Deluxe resorts. Maybe I'll start this time. I was going to say, I think it's your turn to go first. I chose Beach Club, and the only reason I didn't choose the boardwalk is because the rooms of the boardwalk really need to be refurbished. So it was Beach Club for me. What it really comes down to, because honestly, Beach Club, Yacht Club, pretty much the same. They're connecting resorts. I really like the color scheme and the atmosphere. That's what really draws me in, especially when you get to the rooms. I find the rooms really calm and serene. Love the blue color of the resort. Like I said, it's connected to the Yacht Club, and it's located in the Epcot area. I love the Epcot area resorts. You're within walking distance or a boat ride to two parks, Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios, but it's less than a 10-minute walk to uh, the International Gateway of Epcot. Great pool. You have Stormalong Bay with that sand bottom and like a like a shipwreck water slide. And that price of Beach Club kind of falls into the middle of the deluxe resorts, would you say? Yeah, it's, it's more... It's more than the boardwalk, more than Wilderness yeah. Lodge. Yeah, less more than, than Animal Kingdom Lodge. More than Animal Kingdom. Oh, so I guess it's in the upper price range. Yeah, But it's down from that top tier that's like the contemporary Polynesian, yeah. Grand Floridian kind of level. Kind of in so. the middle. And then as far as restaurants, they do have good restaurants in there, but you're also close to the boardwalk for all of the other food places that are over there. Mm-hmm. And World Showcase that you can walk into in minutes. Oh my gosh. There, yeah. it's, just, it's just great. But yes, I mean, the boardwalk was my close second. For me, the difference between those two resorts is the pool. Stormalong Bay is is far and away the nicest pool complex on Disney property. So if I'm looking to stay in that area and the price is are, is similar, I would always stay at either yacht or beach just so, so we could use the pool. I don't know. I think that the Old Key West pool kind of rivals it because they do have sand outside of the pool that, you know, kids can play with. But that's a mm-hmm. DVC. That's a DVC resort. So I get, I get yeah, what not, you're saying. It's not our category. Come on. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> All right, but what about okay, Brian? What would you say? Would you agree with that? Would you choose something oh, else? I guess no. Let Mike go. Mike, you go, go next. I'll go Mike, last. okay. Because there's right. a lot to pick from here. So yeah, there there is. And you know, it's not, with any of these, there's not a wrong choice. So <laughs> I no. would say more with Angela, yeah. where I, I picked Yacht Club, and for the same reasons, basically Storm Along Bay, proximity to Epcot and the studios, another great place to run, ample places to eat, but 
one of the reasons I like Boardwalk is because of Ample Hills, which is my favorite dessert place. Ooh, yes. Ooey Butter Cake is a St. Louis original, and that's my jam. They have ice cream like that there. But I will say Yacht Club, I, I give it just a little nod. They've just recently refurbished the rooms, really like the refurb they did. And again, if you're a practical guy like myself, you can get the Beach Club experience at Yacht Club many times at a discount where a lot of times Beach Club will not have a discount available. So you might be able to save 20, 30, 40 bucks a night staying at Yacht Club over Beach. Not much difference. It's just theming. You know, rooms are same size. You both have access to Storm Along Bay. It's a great place. Now, I will say that when, back when we were just kind of starting going to Disney, you know, 12, 15 years ago, is Pop Century was opening. We stayed there every year with my oldest. We just go to Pop Century every summer, every summer. And for some reason, we were passing through the Yacht and Beach Club. And I remember my wife said, as we went into the Yacht Club side, she said, do, do they allow kids in here? Because it's like, <laughs> it, it's like darker. It, it's quieter over here. Like the beach it's really fancy she said you know she's like you know the beach club it seems like there's a lot of families and kids and activities going on and then we went over to the i think we were yacht club to buy some batteries or something in the gift shop she's like it's so quiet over here and like it's mahogany and it's like is this is this adults only i mean that was her perception of it and it's funny because you know we were like nervous even being in a deluxe resort not staying there just kind of passing through back then but that perception has changed over the years because now we obviously we take our kids but I think a lot of folks that maybe are getting into traveling to Disney maybe have perceptions like that with deluxe resorts. Like, oh, I'm not staying here. I'm not oh, yeah. wanted. You know, I think Disney wants everybody to experience all these places. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of why I don't like the Yacht Club. Not because, you know, I, I don't feel like kids are welcome, but because it is a little more uppity and, you know, it kind of has that that theme, yeah. um, kind of that that ship theme captain theme I, I just don't like it as much but that's i mean honestly i would choose that i would also choose that i just happen to like the beach club theme the new too, the new rooms and yacht club are are very nice yeah you mentioned that i didn't know they were refurbished i'm gonna look at them yeah they had they were one of the first ones to do the like vinyl wood look flooring and and that i think when i was there uh, last year time was like right after they had finished it so but yeah i i I know what you mean because the beach club i think part of it especially in the mornings they have the the cape may cafe character breakfast that's like basically right off the lobby there so there are always just a ton of kids in that lobby in the morning where yacht club is always super quiet it's just it's weird walking through that lobby you don't have uh, Goofy cruising through uh, Ale and Compass. Uh, quite, no, quite definitely bizarre. not. Yeah, over there. <laughs> well, and you get you get the cruise cup there too, which mm-hmm. oh my gosh, have you have you guys ever sat in there and just had a drink or had those truffle fries? Or no, those, all the time. It's a solid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a hidden gem. So good, and then you have the Yatsman Steakhouse, which is another great place to eat. Oh, looking at these rooms, they are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen the. I'm hoping they do beach soon. Beach is starting to look a little bit worn, so um, I'm hoping maybe they're on the list. I I think all the hotels are basically on the list for refurbishment now. My intuition is Mm -hmm. that they're going to try to do all of them before the 50th anniversary in 2021, or most of them. So I imagine beach is on there somewhere, but they uh, they could probably use it, but. The hotel I'm, I'm going to pick is my answer for my favorite hotel if I'm not the one paying, and that is the Polynesian. I, I stayed there. We stayed, <laughs> stayed there with the family, actually, a few years ago, and it was just I, – I, I liked it so much more than I thought I would. Most of the deluxe resorts 
tend to be uh, based around one one large building. So resorts like the Contemporary, the Wilderness Lodge, that they they have like the the one massive building where most of the rooms are, if not all of the rooms, and then where the moderates tend to be much smaller buildings set around grounds that and and one of the things i always like doing when i'm on vacation is just walking around the grounds usually in the morning but the polynesian it kind of breaks that that uh, i would say breaks that trend except it was one of them that that started the trend i guess where it's it's many separate buildings and in between is just this lush tropical greenery and it's right on the water and you look across to the magic kingdom and you can see the fireworks from the beach there and the pool looks out onto the seven seas lagoon it's got the big volcano they have uh, also you know fantastic dining there kona cafe is great ohana does the character meal in the morning and then the brazilian steakhouse style in the mm-hmm. in the evening uh, trader sam's the bar there is awesome it has very quickly become my favorite resort. It's the one that, for the most part, whenever it needs to be researched, I try to throw myself in there. Although, Angela, I think I'm trying to throw you in there for the fall. So only because I won't be there this fall. <laughs> I know. Otherwise, it'd be all you. I, I've never stayed there. Yeah, I, I did eat at Kona Cafe for the first time, mm, gosh, in January. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I think I went the Loco Moco. That was fantastic. I always tell people if you want a good restaurant, for sure eat there. I had a question for Mike, and I, I just remember that. Is there a good place to run around the Magic Kingdom area resorts? You know, Wilderness Lodge, of course, that's kind of Magic Kingdom adjacent by boat. In between yeah. Wilderness Lodge, there's a great path between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness where you see a lot of actually wildlife. You see deer yes. and raccoons and all kinds of stuff especially when at sunrise <laughs> just pop out at you you know it's like hey you know uh, that is, that's kind of the challenge yeah. you know when i say at the grand floridian you could run around the grounds like between the grand and the poly a little bit but when right. i've been there it's only been in like a little short burst so i'll just go usually to the uh to the fitness center and hit the treadmill it's because okay. it's the values yeah. in the moderates are really a lot better in some instances like food courts like if you have picky eaters it's better to be at a moderate mm-hmm. or, or a value for, for the fact that they have really good food courts and for running. They, mm-hmm. they kind of win there. You know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, there's really nowhere to run. I just going to run around the parking lot. So, yeah, that's something to think about. The food courts is a good is a good point because the deluxes, they do have kind of, you know, just a quick service eatery. Mm-hmm. But the, the choices are much more limited than they would be at the at the moderate or value food courts. It is something that I've run into with my picky eaters before. Oh, no, absolutely. When our kids were a little younger, we kind of found ourselves getting the same things a lot at the food court, like the pizzas or, you know, whatever fruit. So we had to kind of go out to the parks if we wanted to get food for them. But in that case, we were close to Magic Kingdom because I think we were staying at like Bay Lake. Wait, do they even have a food court there? No, we had to go over to the Contemporary then for that. The DVCs a lot of times, Kidani Village is like that. Mm-hmm. There's no real quick service eatery there. You have to either eat table service or go over to Animal Kingdom Lodge, which isn't super close. Yeah, even the Beach Club, Yacht Club one, it's just not a really big space for their mm-hmm. quick service No, they, it shares the gift shop, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, it's not large at all. Yeah, Polynesian though, I'm, I'm excited to explore that just because I've really only looked around the lobby and not the grounds too much. You were mentioning the pool, Brian. I don't even think I've seen the pool. I think the last time I was there to really look outside, it was maybe under construction. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get to see it. So that's something I'm definitely excited to explore a little more. Yeah, you can see the fireworks over the Magic Kingdom from the pool. 
I've done that before. Wow. That pool, it's amazing. The volcano slide. Uh, we, we spent some time there last summer and there were a bunch of us. We met up there and we were there for a little bit and we played Yahtzee at one of the poolside uh, tables with the umbrella over it. We Amazon Prime now some some snacks, like some Ritz crackers, some dip, you know, uh, just stuff like that. Because oh, when I'm down there, I get to see a lot of my friends that we live all over the country. So rather than meeting up at, you know, somebody's city, we all go to Walt Disney World at the same time. And we get to catch up. So sometimes I know it sounds crazy to some people listening to the show, but like we just like sitting around a table playing Yahtzee, hanging out. And the trick was when you got Yahtzee, you had to go, you had to do a, like a belly flop into the pool. So <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I remember, you know, my buddy. There was a kid in the way. Like, move, kid. He hit a Yahtzee. He's got to do, do his belly <laughs> flop. But I mean, it's it's kind of those things. And it is a great pool because you're right there overlooking Cinderella Castle, and uh, the kids were all having. I mean, we we're having a blast. That slide is amazing, even for adults. Well, and really, when you're there, I think, what, you were there for two weeks that time because it was during mm-hmm. the summer. When you're there for that long, you know, you don't always need to go to the parks. It's nice to kind of have a couple of days off or to go to the beach, just have a pool day, you know, so that's completely understood. And to be able to just hang out with your friends and have some snacks and play games, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about sometimes. That's Yeah, fun. it is. It's, it's one of those things that when you're when you're lucky enough, and I, I remember that each and every time that we get to go, that we're very blessed and lucky to get to go to a place like Walt Disney World, that more and more it's the, the friends I'm with and, and the memories I'm making than, you know, the 17th time riding Big Thunder. You know, I got to remember that as much as I enjoy Space Mountain and all the other attractions, you really do need to kind of slow down and take in your resort because you think about when you're Walt Disney World, you're in these unique areas, whether it's, we haven't mentioned Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, you could stay there three days and explore the animals and all the interactive exhibits with the cast members and all the experiences there and not really go into a park. So I think, I think a lot of times we go down there and we're so focused on, and I know the show is brought to you by touring plans where you can go around and see all these attractions, but you know, you want to see as much as you can, but I mean, there's also, there's a joy in slowing down and spending six hours at your resort and really finding out what it's all about. Cause I think that's to me, the resorts are just as much as uh, my vacation as the theme parks now is. No, I completely agree. My husband's the type where if he spends too much time in the parks, he just, it's too much for him. He really needs that time or that day in between to decompress and have that time by the pool, have that time to decompress. And so I would go, go, go all the time and just exhaust myself. But he's kind of made me learn to just relax and enjoy my surroundings. And that's allowed me to really, you know, take in the resort. And, you know, it's been a good thing. That's when the the deluxe resort starts to become more worth it. If you want to spring for a deluxe resort is if you are going to actually take some time and spend it at the resort. Because uh, as much as I do love the moderate resorts and uh, something like the Polynesian or even Animal Kingdom Lodge, which sometimes isn't that much more expensive than a moderate, uh, you can spend a lot of time just exploring the resort. And it's a good way to, to relax in between and kind of feel like you get your money's worth out of it. Totally agree. You don't want to go yeah. home and, and see that, you know, you didn't get to spend any time there. You're like, oh, I paid all that money for this deluxe resort and we didn't even touch the pool or we didn't go to a restaurant. You know, I think that's that's why you're staying there. But final point on this, you know, I want to say is that kind of the balance for that for me is if you can efficiently get through the parks, you know, and, and I'm a huge fan of touring plans. They sponsor our show and they really do help help guests maximize time. And, you know, I think that if you go to the park at Rope Drop, 
really see, you know, efficiently move through the park and get a lot of attractions done. What that does is that opens up extra time later in the day or later in the week. And that gives you time for resort time where, you know, the folks who want to see, you know, 30 attractions in, in a couple of days, you can do that. But if you do it efficiently, that gives you pool time. That gives you time to lay in a hammock at your hotel. So I think that that's kind of the balance that, that a lot of people are looking for. That is basically our top two recommendations is go to the park very early and then go back to the hotel in the middle of the day and relax. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brian, I'm like a broken record. He has heard me say this so many times how I'm a firm advocate of the afternoon siesta. Whether you have kids, whether you don't, if you rope drop, get to the parks early. And even if you don't, you know, you get there around nine or 10, always come back at some point for an afternoon siesta just for a couple hours to decompress, go swimming, take a nap, even go to like Trader Sam's, go to a resort and just have a drink for like an hour or two. So when you go back to the parks for the evening, you know, you're rested and you're ready to go and just hang out till firework time. Although that brings up one of my pet peeves is that a lot of the the bigger hotel bars don't open until like 4 or 5 p.m. And that always annoyed me because we'd go back for a break and the kids would be swimming and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink from, you know, Trader Sam's is a good example. And then, oh, no, they're closed. They're not. Yeah, you, you can only go to the pool bar. So yeah. that always annoys Ooh, me. I didn't think about that because yeah. I'm not I'm not someone who drinks like ever. But Brian, I mean, I know you like to have a beer while you're you know, at Walt Disney yeah, World. Yeah, only there. And that's your thing. Wow. Yeah, I know. Really? No, he's like our, he's like our Walt Disney World lounge expert. Didn't you like write a book on it at one point? I did. There's an ebook. It's, it's probably, it's a couple of years out of date now, but there is an ebook in on the touringplans.com slash ebooks. Uh, I think it's still listed there. It might, we might've actually mm-hmm. taken it off, but yeah, if you email me at Brian at touring plans, I can send you an, an old copy. I think it's from 2013. So it doesn't, I don't think it even lists like Trader Sam's in there. You got to go update that. That's cool. I would love to. That was some of the most fun research I've ever done. I was going to say, sounds like you need some research. (laughs) Another beer flight. Oh, darn. (laughs) Well, I was, I have been going through the menus at Oga's Cantina and stuff today, actually, for, for our our trip to Disneyland coming up. And uh, although by the time this comes out, it it will probably have already happened. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all the drinks there going, oh yeah, we can do this. Why not? You know, it's for for the sake of research. We need you to, Brian. Please, <laughs> please do. Someone has to make that sacrifice. All right, I think we have time to cover DVC resorts. All right, back to you, Mike. We'll let you go first. All right, I'll try to make this a little quicker. Mine is Oki West, and I just think that this is a it's it's really an outlier in all of the Walt Disney World resorts. Of course, it was the first DVC resort. Rooms are huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to stay in a two bedroom villa with. Uh, some of my friends before one of the cruises a couple of years ago, we we split a, a two bedroom over there. And this this thing was literally probably bigger than the upstairs of our house because we have a really tiny house. It was amazing. And we were right on the golf course and it changed the way we we vacationed because we spent a lot of time because we don't get to see each other again. They're from Michigan. We're from St. Louis. We didn't get to see each other very often. So instead of, again, rushing to the parks, we ordered Amazon Prime. We got cookie dough. We got uh, pizzas. We got like pizza rolls. We got all kinds of stuff we could make in the room because we had the full kitchen. And, you know, we, we made homemade cookies and sat out on the deck and watched people play golf because we were right over one of the greens and kind of, you know, analyzed their putting and stuff like that. And we, just, we had a good time. And it was, it, it feels, Oki West itself feels like a community. It doesn't feel like a hotel. It feels like a kind of mm-hmm. a, a Florida, like retirement community or something. You know, like a, <laughs> I wish I'd had a golf cart or something. You know, that's how it felt. And it's got a great pool. 
Olivia's is probably in my top three restaurants anywhere on property. Just south. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly good. It's very underrated. Oh, very. And I wanted to stay that way because like you can usually walk in. So, or at least same day ADR. So I think it really just it has a casual feel to it. It doesn't feel stuffy at all on a golf course, big rooms and. The one thing I will say is if you're staying there, this is the one hotel I would say that if you have a car, it's a gigantic advantage or rental or, or if you drive in because you can yes. park right next to your villa, you know, and out in mm-hmm. the buses. Again, there's like four or five bus stops within Old Key West. Sometimes you got to walk a little ways. But um, other than that, it's it's really got it all. It's just I, I love that kind of Caribbean beach, Polynesian, Old Key West, like Caribbean feel, because to me, that screams vacation. I love cruises. It reminds me of being on a cruise. And, uh, you know, they got the Jimmy Buffett music playing in the background loop up there by the gurgling suitcase. And it, the pool, like you mentioned it, uh, the pool area is amazing, too. So it's really got everything I need in a, in a vacation. No, I completely agree. Those rooms are gigantic. I stayed in a one bedroom. Uh, you were by yourself, to too. I could not. <laughs> by myself for for one night so i didn't really even get to to like other than shoot a video in it but it took me i think the video i had like 20 minutes yeah. of raw footage because there was so much space in there to to, to cover it was crazy you know, um this is my husband's home resort he grew up going here it's where he feels at home he loves that island feel and i do too you do not feel like you're at walt disney world when you stay at this resort And like Mike said, it's the largest rooms, the largest DVC rooms at Walt Disney World, mainly because it was the first DVC property. With that island feel, it's just so beachy. You know, you kind of hear that that reggae playing and that Islander music when you're kind of off of the lobby, kind of walking along kind of the boardwalky bridge by where you take the boat to Disney Springs. And it's just, it's just so nice and relaxed. And even though I like staying in the busier areas like the boardwalk, which I'll get to in a minute, I really enjoyed my time staying there. We stayed there for a week and it was the most relaxing Walt Disney World trip that I've ever been on. And it was also my favorite Walt Disney World trip that I've ever been on staying at um, Old Key It's West. weird. You don't see people like really hustling over there. You know, like I see, no, like, like I said, like any of the Epcot area resorts, people are moving. Like they got places to go, people to see. Key West, yeah. it's just, it reminds me of like a, like a retirement community in Florida. Not that I've ever really been to one, but I would imagine that's kind of what it is. It was chill. Hey, let's go get something to eat up at uh, Olivia's or, you know, let's go to Gurgling Suitcase. And I like that. No, you're so right. Everyone's just like, mm, I'll head to the parks eventually, or maybe I'll just sit here and have another drink. That, Who knows? That's exactly it. Yeah, right. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, it really made me realize that Walt Disney World is not just about the parks. And it was that week-long trip last year that was like, you know what? I could do this again. This is great. But I picked um, I picked the Boardwalk Villas, uh, mainly because I knew Mike would pick Old Key West. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll be a little different. I stayed there in at the end of April, so very recently. The theme is kind of an East Coast beach cottage of the early 1900s. They were pretty recently renovated, and I really liked I really liked how they did it. It was very clean, very nice. I would say that the boardwalk is probably my resort that feels most like home because besides um, the Fort Wilderness cabins, when I was like six, this was the first resort resort that I ever stayed at. The reason it wasn't my favorite deluxe resort, like I mentioned, is because the rooms haven't been updated, but the villas have. 
So that's why. But I love being on the boardwalk because it's exciting. There's always something going on. There's always people to watch. It's where the action is. You're in that Epcot area. There's studios, one, two bedrooms, grand villas. There's so many food options. I enjoy going to the boardwalk bakery in the morning to pick out what I want and get some coffee. Great entertainment at night. Huge gift shop, like as big as probably what you would see at the parks. And yeah, there's just so much to do. But like Brian said, the pool is a little... And a creepy clown pool. A little yeah. weird. Yeah, that's kind of the big downer there is the weird <laughs> clown pool. But otherwise, yeah, I, I do have a review coming out soon of the boardwalk in resort and villas in general. That will come out soon, but... The slide at the boardwalk uh, pool, though, is pretty awesome. It's like a it's like a roller coaster. You know, it's a long slide for a, for, it uh, you know, once you get past it. And the thing is, you don't see that you're being spat out of a, a clown's mouth. You know, you <laughs> come out of it. I mean, because everybody else in the pool so you get, you know, the, the clown spit you out. So as long as you don't look back, it's a really great pool. <laughs> right. If you don't realize it, everyone else does. If you can look back, kind of the bozo, the clown feel. I mean, really, that's only the, that's the only downer besides the rooms needing to be updated. But yeah, you have the Bellevue Lounge and I don't know. It's just, I really do enjoy it. Yeah, Boardwalk, like I said before, Boardwalk's one of the ones I, I haven't stayed at yet. I'm not sure why, but I'm, I'm anxious to do that. I think I, well, I could cheat and just pick like, you know, the Polynesian villas or a bungalow or something like that. But I won't do that. I'll pick, I'll pick something a little bit different. I'll go... I'm going to go with Kidani Village, I think. Ooh, okay. It's one that I have stayed in a few times. I love, you know, when you were talking about Old Key West and, and the, kind of the vibe there, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is the one that, that I really like the vibe in. I think, again, kind of like Old Key West where it's a little bit separated. It's, it's a little further away from the park. So it kind of has its own little ecosystem over there. And when you get out, by the savannah overlooks and even the the path that you kind of go down the, from the lobby that walks out and both Kadani Village and Animal Kingdom Lodge have have overlooks like this it just it's so like calming just sitting there and watching the animals and you know watching the sun come up over the savannah as the as they're basically letting the animals out of the the pens that are in the back and they're walking into the savannah and everything it's it's really really beautiful and it's one of those things that, that makes me feel a little bit more one with the world and with nature and kind of centers me a little bit away from like the more capitalistic nature of the theme parks, I guess. But I've always really enjoyed the, just the feeling there. I yeah. love the African art they have in there. You know, I'm, I'm generally a fan of the dark woods, like we were talking about with Yacht Club and stuff before. So Animal Kingdom is like that. But Kidani Village specifically, it's a, it's a much, much more... A compacted resort so it's it's not nearly as grand as the, the as jumbo house uh, the, the bigger section of animal kingdom lounge but it is incredibly beautiful the restaurant sanaa there is one of the best on property i think uh, and you can just go to the bar and and order quite a bit from the menu there too i've done that a few times the pool complex there is really neat it is strange you kind of have to walk across the parking lot to get to it at kadani village which is weird but once you get there it's it's really nice they have all these rocks and like little mm. waterfalls and there's some hot tubs up in the rocks that nobody ever seems to find which is cool the pool bar there the maji is the, one of the only bars that actually you can see the savannah from if you kind of walk around the back of it you kind of see the one edge of the savannah so it's the only one you can sit at and actually see the animals 
And like we were talking about with Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside, and like all the DVCs that have, you know, kind of that are kind of attached to deluxe resorts, you can use go over and use the pool and all the amenities over there. Now, it is about a half a mile walk or so between Animal Kingdom Lodge and Kidani Village, but uh, you could take the bus if, if you wanted to and stuff. But I, I really, really like Kidani Village. Again, I, I only really stay there if I can, well, either if it's for research or with the family, if we can kind of spend some time there, because uh, especially if you have the Savannah view, all you'll want to do is sit there on your patio and watch the animals walk around. Oh gosh, that sounds nice. I haven't been to Animal Kingdom Lodge at all or Kidani Village, so I have no experience with this. Mike, you have stayed at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we've stayed there a few times in Jumbo House. Uh, we go to Sanaa a lot, though. I'm with you, Brian. It's a, <laughs> that's such a good meal. It's a great meal every time. It's amazing because you'll have animals walk right up to your, you know, of course, on the other side of the glass, but you mean basically right up to your table if you're uh, in one of the right tables. But yeah, it's it's just, it's a destination. You know, it's definitely something that really only a company like Disney could pull off because, you know, if you didn't know it, you could really trick yourself into thinking you are somewhere in Africa by all the wildlife passing by outside your balcony. And it, it's, a, it's a great place. And the thing, too, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like I mentioned with Yacht Club, is that at Animal Kingdom Lodge, if you're paying attention, you can catch a discount and stay there for slightly more than a moderate a lot of times. So you can get a really good deal over at Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, for certain dates, too. Really? And if you're there, there are sites where you can you can rent. DVC points that that sometimes doing that is cheaper than than purchasing them through the Disney site and Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, the the DVC rooms that are in Jamba House or in Kadani Village are ones that always seem to be available for for rental there too so we've gotten some pretty good deals doing that too yeah I'm definitely gonna have to check that out I know my husband Michael definitely wants to stay there because my son is obsessed with animals and so is my daughter so that's something I think that they would love. So hopefully one of the next trips, we can make that happen. I think that was, we did that with the kids once. Um, I want to say, I want to say they were something like eight and six, maybe seven and five ish when we did it. And I, they still will occasionally mention it because what, what we were doing, we would just, as we're getting ready in the morning and when we'd go back to the pool, so we would just leave the sliding glass door open on the bal- on the for, to the balcony and mm-hmm. we'd just kind of check every once in a while, see, oh, look, there's some Red River Hogs. Everybody come look, Red River Hogs walking by, <laughs> like, because we're not paying for the air conditioning. So we just kind of let, <laughs> let, let it go, but, exactly. you know. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like they, they loved it just, yeah. And like I said, it, it, it was the only time we've ever really had trouble getting them to go to the parks like early in the morning. Cause that's when the animals were most active and they wanted to sit there and watch them. So question for both of you, how far, or how long is that bus ride from animal kingdom lodge to the parks? Yeah, Brian, you probably have that cause you do all the research. I mean, of course it depends on the park. It's very close to animal kingdom, but Epcot yeah. Hollywood Studios isn't bad. It's basically just straight out Osceola Parkway, I think it is. It's basically like straight out there. So it's it, it's not any longer than the ride from like the Magic Kingdom or let's say like Wilderness Lodge to Epcot, I, I think it takes longer than Animal Kingdom Lodge to Epcot does. But the Magic Kingdom is the one that's kind of a long haul. It's, I, I think on the bus, you're probably looking at, you know, 12 to 15 minutes. But in the reverse, it's, it's about the same as if you were staying at the Polynesian and taking the bus to Animal Kingdom. So, but one of the things I, that I, talking to people about picking a hotel is if you are going to end up spending 80% of your time at the Magic Kingdom. When my kids were very little, we kind of, we went to the Magic Kingdom twice as often as anywhere else. So we tried to stay in resorts that were a little bit more accessible there. Now their favorite ride is 
flight of passage. So if we were in Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think they'd be fine going to Animal Kingdom a little more right. often anyway. It's really just that Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Like that's the difference there. Like it's the, it's that one that's the trouble one. So if you would be at Magic Kingdom a lot, Animal Kingdom might not be the best. Animal Kingdom Lodge might be, not be the best choice, but it all evens out. You're going to have some longer rides and some shorter ones. Yeah, I agree. So. The funny thing is, though, during the marathon every January is that you go out of the Magic Kingdom and you go directly to Animal Kingdom, which, you know, if you had to ask me, it's like an hour away. It, it's forever. <laughs> it's like, wait, we're going to get to another part, please. I bet. Because you go past the trash station back there on Bear or something road. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is the exciting part of a mile 10 of the marathon. It's getting to Animal Kingdom. Let's get to Because you, you can start to smell the animals because you're going backstage. Like, you're either smelling the animals or you're smelling uh, the other runners. So you're smelling something. Oh gosh! Hey, dude, you smell like a rhinoceros. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That a rhinoceros? oh no, that's that's just the rhinoceros. <laughs> Speaking of the marathon, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to Mike about. So, Mike, if you're ever interested in being on the show again, I would love to just grill you on the Run Disney experience, since I know you do quite a few of them. Oh yeah, I love I love Run Disney. It's a it's a very expensive uh, obsession, but it's it, I've made tons of friends. Well, Disney in general is not the cheapest <laughs> obsession for a staff. Yeah, <laughs> they squeeze just a little more out of you with the rain. I mean, they, they get every, they turn me upside down, but yeah, no, I'd love to talk around Disney. It's uh, definitely something that's, it, it's totally changed how I live my life. I mean, I've lost a lot of weight because of the races and the training and so forth. So absolutely. I'd love to kind of share with that anytime you like. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I think that wraps up our show for today. Mike, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It's been great hearing your insights and finally having you after all this time. Oh my gosh, I'm just I'm really happy that you agreed to do this. No, I, I appreciate the invitation. You guys do great. It's so fun to talk resorts. We're going to head down to Walt Disney World right now. But the one question we didn't get, and you got to answer it real quickly because we're at the end of the show, but how'd you like uh, the restaurant you stopped at here in St. Charles? <gasps> oh my gosh. It was so good. I had my first St. Louis barbecue experience. And like, I don't know how I'm ever going to have barbecue after that. Like, it's just from here on out, it's just a disappointment. There you go. It's homecoming light is what I call that restaurant. So no, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, uh, so glad to be uh, on the show here. If you want to follow us on social media, we will have all of those handles in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments on Twitter or Instagram, you can just use hashtag TPPOD, that's Touring Plans Podcast, and we will get back to you there. And if you don't mind, please leave a review on iTunes that helps give our uh, show visibility. We would really, really appreciate that. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touring Plans Podcast. More money-saving episodes on the way. In the meantime, plan your perfect trip at touringplans.com.